Hi everyone, welcome to Empower. My power, your power, our power. In this episode, we will be exploring the journey of one of the pioneer brands in professional hair care and beauty services, Gitanjali Salons. Co-founded by Prem and Neetu Israni in 1989, the brand has grown from strength to strength and now has over 120 outlets across over 25 cities. And who better to lay out the 32-year-old family legacy than celebrity stylist, managing and creative director, Sumit Israni himself. Hello, Sumit. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. So right from laying the foundation of the business to converting it into one of the fastest growing high street salon chains in India, Sumit's managed to grow the empire every chance he gets. So let's find out the secret to his success. So Mr. Sumit, please tell us some more about how it all began and what made you start your first salon. Uh, so, you know, the first salon was started in 89 mm-hmm. by my parents. It mm-hmm. was April 9th. It was like a small uh, studio, like final square feet. It used to be called Gitanjali Beauty Parlor. Right. Because they believed that my uh, sister's name is Gitanjali. Oh, nice. So they thought, you know, like, she is lucky, and obviously she's lucky. <laughs> and we should Luxury. not put anything on Sumit's <laughs> name. But uh, yeah, that's what it started. They started from a small boutique shop okay. in Green Park. Okay. And from there on, we expanded. Okay. I joined the family business in the 90s, end of 90s, around 1997, post my 12th, almost I was in 12th. Okay, so very young. Yeah. Yeah, you must be like 17, 18. 17. Yeah, wow. 16, 17, in fact. Yeah. I did my first color course when I was in 16. Okay. Laurel just came into India and uh, it was a new thing altogether. Right. And I was really intrigued by hair. Mm-hmm. So after school, in school time, you know, after you actually go and visit the salon. Right. I used to be very intrigued by hair and uh, used to spend time there, see how people are doing hair. Learning on the job kind yes. of thing. Yeah. I was very passionate. So when post 12, when I told my parents that I really want to pursue this. Yeah. So they thought that I don't want to study and that's an easy way out. <laughs> and back then it was a big taboo as well. Okay. So it was a very hard time to convince them right. that exactly I really, really uh, yeah. want to do this. And look what a fantastic job you've done. You've grown it like, you know, heaps and bounds as they say. Yeah. So, so tell me, so over 120 outlets, as I said, phenomenal. And uh, how have you managed to scale the business at this rate? Can you share with our lovely viewers and listeners? Or should I simply ask, what is the secret to your success? So you know, from I started uh, proper working on the floor in 2000 when mm-hmm. I came back from a study from London and Paris, and uh, end of 2001 I was purely into the one salon green park. Right. Till 2009 I was there. We were making that bigger, bigger, bigger. We okay. started expanding in 2010. Okay. That's why we started. I created my team, and uh, yeah. Then from 2010 to 2020, we are here <laughs> with all the lovely team we have. Lovely. I love how you give so much credit to your team and you mention them every second statement. I think that's very important, yeah, right? That's it's all yeah. a team effort. It's always a team effort. Yes, yes. And you have such fantastic people all over here, you know, yes. working with you. So tell me, you have received several awards such as the Vogue Hairstylist of the Year, Beauty Polis Hairdresser of the Decade, L'Oreal Professional Indian Hairdressing Award, 
and to name just a few, honestly, I can go on and on. And as one of the most influential hairdressers across the country, we would love to know what inspires your work approach. I, you know, like, uh, hair really inspires me and normal people, uh, I really get inspired by a lot of things like architecture. Right. That's why I'm very passionate about architecture, the design, yes. the clothes, the, the imprints. I mean, accordingly, you know, I create the trends for the hair. Yeah, I'm looking behind you because, you know, I yes. love the touches in your salons, you so know. So, these are small sort of things, you know, which yeah. really <laughs> I see the attention the to details. Right. Put, and, uh, you know, like, it's always an art, you know. Absolutely. We, all the artists really inspire me. Right. And uh, different kind of personalities inspire me. And that's how, you know, you always keep on moving. Unless you become stagnant. Yeah, of course. Good, good words to say. Uh, so, speaking of different kinds of personalities, Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama, Deepika Padukone, <coughs> Lisa Hayden, Twinkle Khanna, Huma Qureshi, Shai Kapoor, Vani Kapoor, I mean, are amongst so many celebrities that constitute your impressive clientele. How is it uh, to work with celebrities? How has your experience been? Uh, initially, it was quite uh, uh, tough. Right. Because, you know, when you're starting, they don't know you, they don't know your yeah. work. Yeah. Once they know your work, so then they're used to it and then it's easy. You know? Of course. But you should, you know, they're only particular about the look they want. Right. Kind of hair because they know what suits them. Correct. And what kind of style, what kind of color will look then. Correct. So if you deliver more than what they expect, yeah. so then you're a star. <laughs> so you always Which have you to, yeah, so you have to yes. always put an effort and do it in R&D. Of course. And yeah, uh, yeah. just yeah. go with the flow, you know. So I'm getting my hair cut next, yeah? For sure. <laughs> so let us in zero, we're like with a celebrity himself. <laughs> For sure. Okay, anyway. So what are the current trends, Sumit, within the beauty space? What services are your customers most after? And do you see a shift in consumption patterns? Uh, so you like, uh, especially uh, with our salons, mm -hmm. you know, like hair is the most modern factor. Correct. And people are going for personalized kind of cuts and colors. Mm -hmm. Like they don't want the same color which everybody is having. True. Every client which comes in, they know what kind of colors they like yeah. and what kind of cut they like, what kind of style they like. So we bring their references and obviously we personalize it and that's how we are doing well because you know we don't want to give them the same thing which everybody is having. Sure. So each unique. Yeah. So we And based on the face yes. and the color and everything yeah. of the skin. A lot of things like uh, we'll look good on a curly hair, we'll not look good on straight hair. Exactly. Or different face shapes. So, so there are different Absolutely. things which we... We accentuate the natural uh, person's face and their personality. Right. Very nice. And uh, do you? I think it's also the the whole med social media explosion all over the world that is making people more aware. Yes. So, like you said, they bring references, and now now earlier it was always like, oh, I want to look like this Hollywood or Bollywood star. Yeah. Now they come with like you know Pinterest photos and Instagram true. photos, and true. you know, isn't it true? So I find it very interesting how globally it's all become oh, yes. so. Similar, you know, so and they, you know, like are comfortable in their own skin, and they want to accentuate their own personal style right. rather than copying anybody. Yes, because uh, they also understand, you know, if they you know like accentuate their own personal style, they right. look better, right. and it's best to do for them. Any favorite you have? <coughs> any favorite style overall, or a color that really attracts you? Like how there's espresso, and then there's blonde highlights and there's baby lights. I don't know, there's so many things now. Balayage, low lights. So basically your natural painting of the hair really excites me. Okay. But color, you know, we cannot have one particular favorite color. Right. Because every season, you know, there's a different color which is in. 
So okay. we have to play with the colors. Right. And uh, but you know, like melting, color melting, balayage, face framing. Right. That really excites me because you know that's really uh, is important factor in the whole style. Correct. It's like an artist speaking yeah. about art, right? You're yeah. constantly reinventing. So tell me, um, as the creative director, managing director, and a celebrity stylist, how do you manage to juggle, prioritize, switch between each role? I mean, personally, which role do you enjoy the most? Ah, uh, you know, like I really enjoy when I'm on the floor. Yeah. That's where I'm the best. Right. But I have to manage the back bit also, well. Correct. The accounts, other things, which is a boring bit, <laughs> which I really don't like. But okay. I have to. Yeah. But I am really myself and the most happiest when I'm on the floor, dealing with the clients, taking opinions, seeing the smile on the client's face. Yes. Once I get out of the chair and the conference they have. Customer satisfaction yes. as well, right? That really, uh, yeah. That is the really good part about the whole thing. How lovely. Yeah. I think that's why you're so successful because you actually put your heart and soul into yes. it and you like doing it. So a creative mentor you look up to. Anyone you want to share your experiences about? Like the two, three. Okay. Like Trevor Sorby. Okay. He's one of the best hairstylists. He's retired now. He's mm -hmm. in London. Uh, Laura de Creton, my mentor. Okay. He is no more, but he was one of the greatest stylists. Mm -hmm. So these two or three, and Angelo Samirara, the current ones, okay. is a good friend of mine. Right. So these people really inspire, you know, like, you know, we see each other's work, we get inspired. Mm -hmm. Like, they see my work, I see their work. But this is how they push the boundaries, you know. Absolutely. They see, you know, what is happening in fashion next year or next next year. Right. So, the creative people who are really only thinking about hair because they're, we have our own universe. Maybe <laughs> create the new trends. How nice! And can you share any experiences when you were in, when you were practicing hairdressing abroad? Like you mentioned, so many people inspire you from all yeah. over the world. And when you were actually practicing abroad, so there are like a lot of incidents. Yeah, I'll tell you one funny incident. <laughs> I uh, abroad was a very uh, challenging thing, but I really learned a lot mm -hmm. in Paris and London. I used to uh, assist all the top stylists and uh, start from morning 8 till evening 8, right. 12 hours. But one funny incident I'll tell you, uh, you know like the perks of being a hairstylist in Paris and you find you have to do hair for all the celebrities and uh, movie stars. Yeah. So there was a French movie star, she came for a blow dry, I still remember. Okay, what's her name if you don't mind me asking? I don't know her name. Okay, okay. She was uh, quite famous that time. Okay. And uh, she came and uh, she was quite good looking and I was really impressed by her. <laughs> so I told my teacher, let me uh, do her blow dry. Right. And while I was doing her blow dry, uh, I was finished one section out here and second section I was doing. So my teacher was standing, he said, Sumit, look. <laughs> I said, I am focusing, let me do it. Right. In our eye language. So then he again said something, I said, I'm okay. <laughs> so then he came to me, you know, your Rapper is still on, the plastic is still oh on the brush. Oh my god! Because you are speaking to her, you are not focusing on the daughter. Yeah, you were so into her. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, you know, like small sort of things, you know. Of course. But, uh, but you remember, right, yeah. always. But you know, like seeing, like when I used to do, uh, there was a lady, which was, I think, uh, 85, 90. Right. And uh, she was suffering from disease and uh, London. And I did her hair. She came with a lot of hair and I made a shot and the smile which came to her face. How lovely. And uh, that is a small sort of moment which really, you know, yeah. you always remember and the people, it touches your heart, you know. Absolutely. So small sort of things out there has made these things. Okay, that's really sweet. Thank you for sharing that. <coughs> and can you tell us what are the key differences in Indian or Western markets you've noticed since you've worked there and of course, you know, here? See, you know, like uh, Indian market is evolving 
quite fast now because mm-hmm. of exposure of uh, social media. Mm-hmm. Western market is already very evolved. The right. stylists and all are very evolved, and um, the kind of work they do is uh, uh, very. You know, every stylist has their own unique style. Mm-hmm. Some minimalist, some very artistic, some avant-garde. So you know, like they create their own personal style. Sure. So people who want that kind of style, they go to them. India still is evolving that format. Right. Like we don't have still colorists and hairstylists and people who do shoots. Yeah. But now we have got a team which are doing that. Because right. a lot of hairstylists they can only do good haircuts, and some people can do really really good color. Mm-hmm. Some can do more styling. Mm-hmm. So these things are coming. Specializing is coming on yeah. that trade. And I feel as a consumer, as a client, yeah. I know something that is so Indian is like, uh, don't cut my hair too short. <laughs> like I say it too, you know. I mean, even if I go, I will always say, just cut one inch because I know they're going to cut two, two and a half anyway. Oh, yes. And abroad, it's not that they trust the hairdresser yes. more or they're more experimental yeah. with cuts. I think here they the people <laughs> love color, but with cuts, usually everyone's trying long, long layers. Very few are yeah. cutting edge and. As as clients, I'm saying obviously hairdressers. But now I think like, it's changing. Really? Like I see people, uh, like especially my clients when they come, you know, they understand, you know, what to look and uh, what kind of lens will look like. We'll do that, and people are experimenting because you know, like different lengths, you know, like uh, vary even different yeah. people. You see, like all the stars of movie stars, like Deepika and Katrina. Now they are not having very long hair. They're like little Absolutely. longer than shoulders. Absolutely, and even bo- like sometimes they do bobs yeah, yeah, and so they do like really chic hairstyles. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, these things really help, and yeah. people are getting more confident, getting shorter styles. And extensions are so good now, yes. so they can always play with yeah, long yeah. and short lengths, right? So and you know, like they are, uh, the young uh, young people are really experimenting with the cuts and colors as well. Fantastic, yeah. So, sign of progress yeah. <laughs> all over the world, right? Okay. So, can you share a piece of advice for those following in a similar path as you? I'm sure there are a lot of people watching and listening who would love to, you know, obviously it's hard work. It's a lot of creativity. It's a lot of passion. But besides that, any tips you would like to give? Any advice? As uh, so, you know, like for youngsters, it's a very easy path now, which I think, you know, because there's a lot of good companies there, a lot of good academies there. Mm-hmm. And so they have good education things. Mm-hmm. Back that time, we didn't have good academies. Yeah, you really had to. No exposure, yeah, no social absolutely. media. Yeah. So, uh, you know, for the young talent, if they're passionate, they can pursue whatever career they want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think whatever they follow with pure heart, you know, they can really exceed in it. Right. But they should find a good mentor. Mm-hmm. They should practice. For me, it took so many years, 96, 97, it's 2021. Yeah. <laughs> so nothing will happen in one day. Of course. But if you pursue it properly, yeah. so you know, things will happen. Yes. Because uh, it takes time to create a yeah. good art, a good piece, good work. We'll have to focus. So patience, persistence. Yeah, that is very critical focus. for the young people now. Patience is uh, the most important thing. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. So tell us a bit now, coming to. Shall, shall I show? Tweak. <laughs> okay, so tell us a bit about your dream project, Tweak. What makes Tweak an experiential destination for personalized hair and beauty services? Um, see, like I really wanted a place which we uh, wanted to create something for millennials or experimental. And you know to create something very personal to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never wanted like a salon salon. I wanted something a place where people can chill and create their own style. Right. And uh, they could understand the style. They could uh, speak and communicate what they want. Mm-hmm. And you know, like you see, a lot of youngsters they have their own personal style which they want to do. And a lot of stylists 
to create something unique with unique discussion uh, not like real like uh, salon salon people mm-hmm. come they consult maybe yeah. they consult for one or two hours right and then they work on this thing and they become friends so yes. it's more like a socializing place right and but we specialize in color mm-hmm. i wanted a color specialist salon which yeah. can personalize uh, your hair color according mm-hmm. to your skin type your mm-hmm. face type and your uh, texture type yeah and that's why i think there's so much color here. so we're yes. actually recording this in tweak and I didn't want to mention it earlier because we were yeah. focusing on your whole career path. Yes. But what a beautiful place, and I see the love of colors here, the play with words, yeah. and little corners for everyone. So it's quite, it's really cool. Yeah, so you know, everyone has to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> because you know, like I, uh, the millennials, they want colorful things. They don't mm-hmm. want to go to a regular salon, which their parents used to go. Yeah. They want something different for themselves. Correct. So those people, it's a big vacuum there, mm-hmm. and they wanted something unique for them. So yeah. we created this kind of place, which is like Tweak, which is unique. And when did you launch Tweak? Uh, last year we did it. We okay. are just about to reach our anniversary. Oh, congratulations in advance! And uh, when do you? Uh, how many have you opened so far? Is it only in Delhi yeah, it's right only now? In Delhi, okay. one of it. Okay. So we're expanding from next year. Yes, we'll you should have in all the metros now. Oh, fantastic! Yes, we can't wait to have you all away in India. Yes, <laughs> and overseas. Why not? Why not? So, so tell me, what made you not use the name Gitanjali, but um, you named it Tweak? Is it your love and keenness for intricate interiors and your love for color and design? See, Tweak was you know like kept because you know like uh, to create something different on Gitanjali. We didn't know we wanted anything. Uh, People think that you know it's uh, extension of Vitanjali. Right. We wanted to attract different kind of audience, which maybe don't go to any normal salon. They don't go to Vitanjali. Sure. They are experimenting. There are a lot of people which come here. They cut their own hair in their home. Right. Because there's a lot of youngsters who can cut good hair on themselves because they want something different. And now during COVID, people started experimenting yes. because they had no choice. So those kind of people, you know, we have targeted. And, right. Uh, I never wanted them to be associated with the something. It's okay. a unique product which yeah. is uh, different. Catering to a different audience. Yes. So this is purely your baby, which is like a new concept that you've come up with yes. as well. Okay. And what's next for Gitanjali Salons and Sumitis Rani besides Tweak and so expanding yeah. Tweak, of course. Ah uh, yes, obviously expanding Tweak. Yes. Uh, Pan India uh-huh. and Gitanjali will also go Pan India. I think we should touch 200 plus by next year. Then. Fantastic. And uh, the force of more than 5,000 people. And uh, yeah, India is quite big, you know. It will take right. a couple of years to capture all India yes. with both the formats. We also have a new format, Kitanji Studios, mm-hmm. which is for tier 3, tier 4, tier 5 times, mm-hmm. which is again expanding. Yes. So there are 40 of those as well, which will also be a finite of those. Wow, amazing. So we're targeting, More you know, power to you yes. from Empower. <laughs> and you're like, uh, you're like, and also we're coming out in the academy mm-hmm. next year, which will also, uh, you know, give power to all the people on different walks of life. Absolutely. I want to train them, give away my education to them. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, like this legacy goes on. Yes. And I, I'm really, really sure it will. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Sumit, for this wonderful chat. Thank you. This brings us and the wonderful look, Team Sumit, Team Tweak, <laughs> Team Gitanjali, everyone. Uh, so this brings us to the end of an amazing chat with the ever-enterprising Subit Israni. Thank you for sharing all your insights you. and knowledge. Such a lovely chat, honestly. I mean, what woman doesn't want to talk my about, pleasure. you know, hair and <laughs> beauty? And thank you, my lovely listeners, for tuning in. Don't forget to catch up on all this podcast-related content and some additional fun sessions 
on my Instagram and Facebook, Minakshi Kuwadikar. And feel free to email me anytime on empowerbymanakshi at gmail.com. Until then, as always, keep shining, keep smiling, have a fantastic week everyone and don't forget to own it. Thank you.